The early months of a baby's life consist of crucial neurodevelopmental windows that lay the groundwork for later outcomes. So we're on a mission to help parents and professionals look at development through a holistic lens. By creating homes that promote connection through play, we can make a huge difference in our little ones for years to come. Welcome back to the Dr. Nurture Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Macy Bassler. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Kaylee Archie. And today we're going to continue again in our maternal mental health series. And we're just going to be talking a little bit more about things that we can do as outsiders and uh, support, support people, supporters of our loved ones that are struggling in the postpartum period, especially with some of these disorders like depression, anxiety, um, and just discussing a little bit things that we can do to actually support them through it and make a difference in their levels of stress and uh, just all that there is to manage in the phase where, you know, you're welcoming in a new little one to your family. And so, Kaylee's going to start us off with some yeah. strategies. Yeah, we kind of wanted to take a different approach to this because the first episode we did in this series was we talked a lot about what is postpartum depression, what is postpartum anxiety. And that was geared a lot towards new mothers, not only when they biologically have kids, but also adoptive or maybe just doing respite type care or, or, or being a parent in that capacity, how they can experience those things and some warning signs to look out for and how to cope with some of uh, those struggles. And so today we thought it would be good, though, if we did a lesson more for um, spouses and loved ones and friends and uh, like Mason was saying, support people in uh, new mothers' lives that they would know. Because I think sometimes we know that mothers struggle with these things, but I think as family members and loved ones and friends, we don't always know how to serve them and, and help them through that. And so, and I know Macy, you have some personal experience. So maybe when I talk about some regular ones, you could tell us a little bit about what would have helped you, you know, if yeah. people would have kind of, yeah, not that people didn't help you. I know you have a lot of support, but maybe some things people didn't think of that would help other. Yeah. And I think it's really easy um, for, you know, outsiders to say, oh, you know, thinking of you, praying for you, whatever, let me know if you need anything. And um, th there's nothing wrong with any of those. In fact, they're good. But like to the typical mom, it's like a pretty hard thing to reach out and ask for help. Um, I think a lot of that is cultural and, you know, you just don't want to feel like a burden to other people. And at the same time, you know, you don't want to show any signs of weakness Maybe not everybody's like that, but, yeah. you know, there is sometimes this sense of like, you know, I've said before, I need to be super mom and have it all together and be able to you know, take care of my family and don't need no help and all this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that if we can hash out a few more of the more tangible ways that we can support moms going through this period, then, you know, it makes it makes us better moms. It, it improves our mood, which helps us to be better, you know, caregivers and to be more warm and loving towards our little ones and be excited about parenting and just staying refreshed always. Um, cause 
getting, you know, adequate rest and, you know, whatever it is, nutrition, just the ways that you can nourish yourself. Um, support systems are really crucial in helping to make that happen because, as we all know, babies suck up so much of your time and it's uh, a big learning curve figuring out how to squeeze all the things into your typical day. So, you yeah. want to start off with yeah. the typical one? Yeah, I think it's, and it kind of goes back because what you were saying, you were talking about how, you know, I think... I think sometimes, because I'm coming more from the stance of, I've never had kids, so I've been on the side where I'm a loved one or friend, but I don't know how to help or ask if they need help, you know? And I, and I think it's good because you're coming from a side where you've kind of been through it, you know? So you kind of know what moms are looking for, you know? And, but I think some of those things you're talking about, um, about how, you know, you feel like you have to do it all on your own. You feel like you gotta be super mom. And I think some of that goes back to what you've talked about before, which is we compare ourselves to people right Mm -hmm. on social media and just in in life in general or people people we see at church people you know people make comments and you know just really good at your insecurities yes well am i doing enough yes yes and so i think it's important to recognize first you know that uh you are doing enough you know and it's okay to ask for help i think for a loved one one of the biggest key things i would recommend is just be really direct in your communication. So I think for me, like, you know, when people are going through hard times in life or if they have a big change, like having a baby, you know, everybody's different. And so like, I'm always worried as a loved one or friend, I don't want to overstep my boundaries. You know what I mean? Like I Mm want to give my friends and the, and family who've had babies space, you know? So sometimes I don't know how to give them space, but sometimes I think I give them too much space because I'm worried about stepping over boundaries because everybody's different in their boundaries. You know, I know I've had some friends that are like, we brought the baby home today, come tonight. You know what I mean? But I've had other friends that are like, maybe wait a week or two, you know, because we're trying to get adjusted. And I think whatever you're forced for your family, that's what, that's the boundary you should set. I just think sometimes it's hard for your loved ones, like for me to know where those boundaries are. So I think number one would just be clearly communicating that, Hey, um, as a loved one, texting the new mom or calling them and be like, Hey, here's my intentions. Like I want to serve you. I want to help you through this. I don't know where your boundaries are. Could you kind of give me, could we maybe talk about like what's okay with you and what's not okay with you? You know, what's okay with me and not okay with me. I think just having that clear communication and, and the mom not being afraid to say, here's my boundary, you know, and the friend being like, good. That's what I was, you know, I'm trying to figure out where your boundaries are. Cause I want to serve you where it's okay to serve you at. So I think direct communication would be, what do you think, Macy? Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, and I'm pretty, it's all fuzzy now, but I'm pretty sure we did that with Lucy being born. Like, hey, give us a little bit. She's also like peak of COVID babies. So that was, of course, a really weird thing to figure out. Um, nobody could even be in the delivery room. Andrew was barely able to be in there. You know, they just lifted that restriction. Right. Um, so kind of an obscure time in history for all of that. But yes, I think we did at that time say, you know, give us a little bit before everybody comes crashing in. And, um, and that was good to kind of figure out things a little bit. Um, I do think that, yes, my mom was there with, um, my oldest daughter and, you know, it it was nice to just have someone who's not going to be, you know, so the people in your corner that, you know, you're not going to have to like, entertain or like feel like you have to um it's like people you're so comfortable with that you feel like you don't have to 
you know, entertain them or worry about them. Like the people, you know, will just go make themselves a sandwich if they're hungry. Like, you don't have to be like, are you hungry? Would you like something yeah. to eat? Um, so I feel like yeah. I was that at your house, <laughs> especially yeah. when we were neighbors. I was like, um, I'm getting something to eat in the kitchen. So. Yeah. So that, that I think is a very different thing than like a little bit more, um, fringe of your social circle, not even fringe, but you know, just not like your immediate people that you're always just like sharing little intimate details of life with. Um, anyways, I lost where I was going. With yeah. That, no, I think, I think that's a good point. Cause sometimes I think that's where it kind of gets hard for loved ones and friends too, because we all have different levels of friends. So I could think of it as like, we have an inner circle, then we have outer circles and we, we usually have a few different layers of friends and you know, we are all in different layers in different times of our lives with different friends. So like that was kind of confusing the way I say it, but for an example, like friends I was really close to maybe in elementary school and we all did the same sports and things like that. I may not be, they may not be in my inner circle now, right? You're a little different because we have been together since <laughs> uh, birth. Uh, so, but some do stick around like in the inner circle, but you know, in different phases of your life, you know, you have work friends, you have church friends. You have people in different layers of friendship. And I think when you're in that inner circle, like you're saying, it's easy, you know, you know each other so well, it's easy to kind of know, kind of predict each other's boundaries. But I think it gets a little confusing when you're maybe in that second or third layer and you still care about your friend, you still want to serve them or loved one, uh, but you don't know how. And I think it's, you still, where you're in that second or third layer, you kind of feel awkward maybe having that conversation. So you still try to figure it out. But I think it's okay to just be directly communicate and just ask because I think they'll appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. So I guess kind of what what I'm saying is maybe for you and your family uh, during postpartum period, just there at the very beginning saying, oh, we're going to just keep it for this amount of time to that very inner circle. And then, you know, over time, just kind of setting boundaries with, to let, you know, a little bit outer edges of your circle, maybe church people, work people that want to like pop in and see the baby, but you might find it beneficial to have some restrictions there and don't feel bad about, you know, having those boundaries that it will be better for all parties if we do have them. Um, So I guess maybe what we can talk about next is how can we, as you know, maybe people not in the inner, inner group of friends and support people, um, how can we best support people who have just had a baby or maybe even not just had a baby, but, um, have recently ish had a baby and might be needing some help. Um, because you know, you do have all these friends that you wouldn't just like, you know, walk in their door and, you know, sit on the couch without knocking. Um, but you do still, of course, deeply care about them, want to help. And so what are like some ways that we can support them that are actually helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think one would be, well, this is an easy one and I feel like it's super easy, but it's just sending them a meal. You know, that's a big thing right now is meal trains. You know, I feel like that's really easy for maybe people in the outer circles. Like I said, and there's not a good, it's not that those people are, we care about all them deeply. It's just, you know, when you see somebody more, when you do life with them more regularly, you just, they become in your inner, you know, but like you were saying, you, we still deeply care. And so, um, about those friends that we have and they deeply care about us. And so I think doing the meal, sign up for a meal train if you see one, or if no one started one, maybe starting one for them. That may be a good one, starting them so they have a meal at least every night when they first get home. 
Um, and then making sure what their boundaries are with that. Like, is there certain meals they don't want? Um, do they want them to just drop it off the door and not visit? Would they welcome visitors? Is there a certain time they would want them to drop off those meals? Um, and just trying to figure out their boundaries with that too. Another thing, practical thing, is you could just text them maybe a couple days after they've gotten home. Be like, hey, I want to serve you. I want to help you through this. Tell me three things that would be helpful for you. You don't have to tell me right now, but like in the next couple of days, tell me just in this season, what do you think are three things I could help you with and give them space to kind of think that through. That way you're not just like, cause I genuinely think, cause I've said this before. I genuinely think people mean it when they say, let me know what you need. And cause I, cause when I say that, I genuinely mean I will drop any, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I will drop anything if you tell me what you need, yeah. but that's such a vague and overwhelming question. Like you said, as a mom, you don't know necessarily what to ask or like even what you can ask. Then you're like, should I ask that? So I think it's very direct when you're like, Hey, tell me three things I can do. It can be anything, but tell me three things I could do for you. And uh, maybe that would be helpful. And then maybe after a few weeks pass, you could ask that same question again, because they've probably, things have probably changed in the first few weeks being at home. So maybe you could ask that question again. Hey, what are three things I could do for you this week or these next couple upcoming weeks? And I think that may be just a way that gives the mom opportunity to actually ask for help and gives the friend or loved one opportunity to really get some clarification on how they can help. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. Um, I think one of the biggest things that maybe like tear up (laughs) was, I think just about every time it was my mom doing this, but she would go to the grocery store for us and would just like completely stock us up with things that were, you know, easy. You can open it with one hand, eat it with one hand, Uh, not a lot of prep work, but like still nutritious. And, you know, you don't have to do the whole fight of getting the baby out to the grocery store and, you know, managing all the postpartum pain and all of that, in addition to trying to figure out what the heck you're going to make. Um, so that was a huge help. And, um, you know, I think that's something that we could probably do more is just Mm -hmm. like, just not even ask, go grocery shopping for, or, you know, text the husband of the mom. Just be like, Hey, did you all just buy groceries? If not, we're going to bring you some groceries, Um, that kind of thing, because uh, it's horrible, but we we do push away help a lot of times. I've said that already, but you have to kind of show up. I was just thinking like, if somebody would like offer to do that for me, like, do you want me to get you groceries? I'd be like, oh no, that's okay. You know, don't want to be a burden on anyone, but like, honestly, that would be the most tremendous help, things like that. Another thing that even in this season of life, uh, my youngest is now one, just turned one. And, you know, it's still just the biggest fiasco logistically (laughs) and just on a day-to-day basis. There's just so much going on. And I work too, uh, in addition to trying to keep everybody alive and happy-ish. But, um, if you do have multiple kids, people offering to just take the other kids away for a little while and just entertain them, let them sleep over, take them to the mall or whatever, just get them out of your hair for a little bit. That's like a really big thing that helps alleviate a lot of the stress. Um, it, <laughs> whenever we had 
We had our oldest first, of course. She she was adopted though, and we had her, and then welcomed home the baby, and we were just kind of like shocked at how difficult it was to um, have two kids to take care of. And then it's like, well, when we had the third, it was like, oh my gosh, how do we, you know, manage a toddler and you know an older child with uh you know special needs and it was just a lot and you just kind of underestimate what it's going to be like uh, taking care of the others because, you know, the third time around, we couldn't just sleep because uh, the toddler, you know, you can't just sleep whenever the baby sleeps because she has a very specific nap time. So that's just another thing to think about that a mom or dad might find helpful is just like taking their kids. And sometimes you can just be like, I'm going to take Chloe sometime this week. Let me know a day that works for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, be direct. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think just, I think just alleviating any burden. So like if it's summer and they need their grass cut, you know, maybe you or your husband could go and cut the grass, you know, or do the landscaping. Or maybe uh, if they feel comfortable, you coming in the house, maybe you just come and clean their house. Right. It's just, I think it's hard though, because like you said, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just speaking for me, but I'm always so worried about stepping on people's bounds. You know what I mean? I'm always worried about like overwhelcoming, not really overwhelcoming my stay, but like doing something that they actually don't. Like I was trying to do something they appreciate, but they don't. And so that's why I just think direct communication is important for the loved one and the mom. Like you said, like don't feel like a burden to ask for help. If they, if someone is saying, hey, name three burdens I could take off your plate this week. Don't be afraid to say, you know, one of them is going to the grocery store for me. You know, one of them is doing this. Um, I think that'll help them and you really get your needs met because they want to help. You know, people in your life do care and they want to help. Um, I know it's vague when people say, tell me anything you need. But I think if somebody is direct about, tell me certain things you need or is this or directly ask, um, can I go to the grocery store for this week? Which day? Can I please cut your grass for you this week? Tell you what day, you know, can I please take Chloe or Lucy um, or Chip? Yeah. One of these days, uh, we're all three of them. Let me know what day. Uh, Can I take you dinner? Tell me what day. You know, I think just being, yeah, I just think it's all about communication, which is like so simple. Like it's so simple when you talk about it, but it's really, we make it I know I do. I'm speaking for me. I make it so complicated and it really doesn't have to be, yeah. you know, I'm like read too much into things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I just thought of another one that is like probably a pretty good one. Yeah. But so if people would, you know, obviously watching your kids is a very big uh, favor to ask of somebody, but if they offer it by golly, you know, right. accept and uh, you feel a little bit, like you wear out your welcome whenever you're, you know, using all of your childcare options throughout the day. Like if you have to go work, you know, a little bit later, go back to work or whatever and, um, you know, go run errands and you get, at least I get to the point where I'm like, gosh, I don't want to, you know, have my typical childcare come back to the house and watch the kids while we go on a date night, you know, you just feel bad about that. But if you're looking for something to offer, like offering to um, let let the parents just go on a date mm-hmm. just for fun, you know, heaven forbid, fun. Somebody did, somebody did this for us very recently, and I she just was like, how did she phrase it? I want I want to watch your kids uh, 
what day next week is good for you? Um, and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, it just brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. Um, because, you know, really the, the support that you get there in the early days is very intense. And then, you know, it does kind of taper off. But, you know, you do get a better handle on life, but it is very nice to have the help. Uh, not that we don't get help. We have so many people helping us. So I'm not trying to be a brat here, but um, I'm just saying that it was just like an unexpected yeah. delight. Um, so that is another one, the date night thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one too, especially, or, you know, cause it's hard. I mean, I'm sure it's hard to, like you said, you're taking care of kids, multiple kids, little kids, and it's hard to invest still in your marriage or your spouse or your partnership, you know? And so people giving you time to do that is important, you know? Yeah. And maybe that's something you say you need, you know, when you, when they do call or message, but I think that's a good one. And then I would say if, if you do, if, if, um, you're kind of struggling with figuring out what to do and maybe the mom, you know, sometimes, you, you know, I've been depressed before. Sometimes you get depressed and you just isolate yourself. You just don't want to, it's not that you don't want to talk to people. It's just, I don't know. You just, but also you don't want to talk to people. <laughs> so, uh, it's like, you know, you need support and like you want it, but at the same time, you just don't like, you don't want to respond or chat. Um, so, um, Maybe you do need to be kind of annoying. I mean, you know what I mean? And text them once a week or try to call them once a week, even if they don't answer. Uh, maybe check in with their spouse or partner, you know, or fam like check in with them, even if they uh, aren't responding to you. I wouldn't necessarily take that as rejection. Maybe they just don't, you know, they're going through some of this PPD or PPA and they just can't reach out. So maybe, you know, I think that's me talking to me. I need to be afraid of not being annoying because probably at the end of the day, I would rather, if I was checking in on somebody, I would rather feel annoying than worry. I didn't do enough. You know what I mean? I would rather yeah. be like annoying to somebody because I care over feeling like I didn't do enough or making them think I didn't, then maybe think I didn't do enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you saying that about asking the yeah, what did you say? Husband or partner about, you know, if they don't answer you, maybe calling, checking in with them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you are just really trying to offer some way to help and feel like the mom is kind of just like, you know, shutting you down. Oh, I'm fine. Whatever. Text the dad and be like, what does she need right now? Because yeah. um, he knows better than anybody, at least most likely. Right. I should. And uh and him having that insight to be able to, you know, yeah. relay what specifically would actually be helpful or even just like sweet, meaningful stuff like what's her favorite coffee? Yeah. Literally, um, I went and visited a friend out west recently. And when I got there, she had all these sweet treats and <laughs> coffee and coffee creamer that were all my favorite. I was like, what on earth? Like, yeah. how did you even know these were my favorites? Yeah. And I was just like so overwhelmed. And she's like, oh, I, I uh, talked to Andrew. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, it just made me um, so grateful for both of them to, you know, know that they were uh, conspiring to yeah. care about me in yeah. just that little way. And it really meant a lot. So that, that is another little thing you can do is reach out to the dad. Yeah. I think we feel like, I know for me, I feel like it has to be a big way, but like you said, it could be you just show up at their house. I mean, that's not too much infringing. You just show up at their house. And maybe, you you know, if you know they don't want visitors, maybe you leave it at the door and just say, hey, I just left you a treat at the door. You know, like just mm -hmm. small acts of kindness, just showing that you care. It's just sometimes I think 
we get worried about, like, especially new moms, like you said, you know, because everybody's different. Everybody handles it different. Everybody has different boundaries. And that's fine because everybody's their own family unit, their own parent. You know what I mean? Like, they, they do things differently. But I think sometimes we get so worried about cross, you know, doing the wrong thing that we don't do anything, you yeah. know? And I think yeah. it's better. Like I said, to me, I've told myself finally, finally, so something I'm still learning, is that it's just better to maybe be annoying than not do anything, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes we, and I talk about this a lot in therapy, uh, it's called a cognitive distortion, which is like a big word, but it's basically like, it's an irrational thought. There's different types of irrational thought. And one is mind reading. This is what we do here is we think, you know, we get one text from the mom or parent or whoever it is. And we think, oh, I know exactly what they meant by that. Like they didn't use an exclamation point. You know what I mean? <laughs> or they, or they were really short with me on the phone. They were really short with me in text. And we think we know exactly what's going on, but we're really, it's a cognitive distortion. It's irrational thinking. We don't know exactly what's going on in somebody else's head or life. You know, maybe the mom was busy. Maybe she's trying to change a diaper while she's talking on the phone to you. You know what maybe I mean? Didn't have time maybe. to get that exclamation. Yes. Point. Maybe she was literally, yeah, a kid, you know, was throwing stuff against the window as she was trying to, you know, so like it's, we can't get into that mind reading mindset. We don't know what somebody's thinking unless we direct, that's why direct communication is important. And we don't let our, our irrational thinking and thinking we can mind read people keep us from reaching out. I know it's kept me from reaching out sometimes or helping before. And we just don't know really what people are thinking or what they're going through. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Well, those are just a few things that you can try to implement if you know a mom with little ones in the early postpartum or not so early postpartum period that might help to lighten the load a little bit. Um, Definitely not exhaustive, but just some brain joggers there. It's time for the part of the show where we'll share a home hack. These are practical strategies that you, the parent, can put into place right now to optimize development within the context of your own home routines. My home hack for today is, and we kind of touched on this in the thing, but maybe just dropping any, everyone likes sweet treats. So even if you aren't getting a lot of maybe communication back from the mom or the parents because maybe, and it may be because they're struggling with this transition, which is totally normal. Maybe if you want to do something for them, I would challenge you this week, if you know a new mom, just take her a sweet treat. Nobody, everybody loves sweet treats, cookies, you know, if you know her, if you know her well enough to know her favorite treats or coffee, but you really can't go wrong with like uh, just some little candy things or, you know, cookies or things like that. Just the thought just that you thought of them and you went out of your way to get it and bring it to their house. Even if you just leave it on their door and text her and say, Hey, I left you something um, would be helpful. Or I know if, if you live, if you don't live in the same place and you can't do that, maybe just sending her a little gift on Amazon, you know, like a little spa kit or, or something, you know, I don't know. Something you find on Amazon that you could send to her house and put a little note. Like I'm thinking of edible you. arrangements. Yes. Bring there, it you back. Go. there you go. Yes. That'd be perfect. Or that stuff that smells. What's that called? Poopery. Yes, do that. Poopery. Uh, yeah. So just something, I just challenge you, the home hack this week is just do a little gesture to a new mom to let them know you're thinking of them. Just go out of your way that you're thinking of them. Doesn't have to be big. Doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Maybe you just make them something, but something little. That's a good one. My home hack is to reach out to a mom and ask her to go do something fun together. 
without the baby or any kids. Of course, you can. It's not like a strict thing. Yeah. But just like, do you want to go get our nails done or um, go get a coffee or an ice cream or just go to the park for a walk or anything like that? That is just like a not errand, not an errand, and then not like focused around the baby and will actually give you a chance to talk to another adult person without being interrupted. That can be really uh, needed and very appreciated too. So with that, we will finish our episode for today. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. We've decided that we need to add a bloopers and deleted scenes section because we say a lot of dumb stuff. So we hope you enjoy. So I've been um, trying to listen to more music mm-hmm. to like help increase my my mood yeah. because I feel like that. Not I feel like I actually have not actually listened to music and like two years i remember well i think it's been longer because i remember when you were getting ready for pt school we went on a trip and we played music and you said oh wow i've literally not listened to music in forever because i just listened to textbooks so yeah so a lot longer than two years yeah because that was a while ago (laughs) um yeah so anyways and um in doing so i think i might have thrust myself into a quarter life crisis because I'm really into country rap. Oh, wow. I've never listened. Well, I guess I used to listen to country music when I was younger, you know, the the dog. Um, (laughs) 93.7. Countdown. Yes. Um, But I have been on the biggest Walker Hayes kick. That's so funny. And I am number one fan. Shout out to you, Walker. But no, no endorsements necessary. We just, that's free. No, guy's an absolute genius. If you listen to like all his other songs, yeah. I mean, fancy like that's yeah. pretty awesome. Right. But all his other songs, they're like really amazingly well, like put together and very deep meanings yeah. and um, just about really deep topics. But anyways, I I was just like, driving down the road the other day and listening to fancy like and which is like the last song i would ever beg you listening to in the car listen to this though i literally started crying and i i was like what what is wrong with me but I i was literally crying because i was just thinking this is art man this is so good how do you even think of this I love it. Yeah. And so then I went home and took a pregnancy test. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. And no, not pregnant. Just, you know, just appreciate good art. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking about that and just in light of, like, faith and, you know, the purpose of human humankind and, and, you know, just, like, all of creation and, like, why did God make things beautiful? Yeah. And, like, even in silly songs like that, yeah. it, there's just, like, something about them, like, about doing a really good job at something with a God-given skill mm-hmm. set that just makes you go, dang, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
Yeah, so it's, it's just like this real spiritual experience. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm gonna look rap. up when we leave here Walker Hayes tour dates, and I will. I'm I'm getting we're getting tickets now because. Oh my gosh. Uh, Kaylee, I would love to see you at a concert you, and someone that you would love that you like. Oh my gosh. Have you ever been to a concert? I've been, I've been to a Hillary Duff okay. concert. Okay. Hannah Montana. Right. Iconic. Brothers I was there. Open for yes. It. Yeah. That was long live. Um, but that was when we were I in to, uh, elementary school. Yeah. I'm so that's the last college oh, okay. for Paramore. Oh. Um, and, you know, not a real big dancer or singer or anything like yeah. that and apparently people dance and sing at concerts and right. I just kind of like would like to sit there and watch and listen yeah. let them do what they do best yeah. you know but there's a lot of social pressure to like get up and yeah. kind of do the motions all that kind of stuff but sometimes maybe country concerts different. country concerts are a little different um I, like I love concerts you know uh they're a little different because like pop concerts or like stuff like that they're kind of like uh they are it's a performance you know what i mean it's like yeah. the whole thing when you go to a country concert they have a guitar they have them i mean you know what i mean like and it's just them singing their songs so it's i feel like it's a little more people still yell the lyrics but i feel like it's a little more laid back then i don't know people could probably tell me maybe they've been to walker hayes maybe they know it's a little wilder but yeah. i did george Strait a few weeks ago and we kind of got did to just you? sit in our seat we stood up some when we knew the songs but we you didn't date you know we just kind of sat and listened it was nice huh so well they're a little different you found your genre. Thank you for listening today. Subscribe to the show and leave us a review to help others find it so that they can learn more about how to raise healthy babies that turn into healthy adults. Visit nurturehealthhome.com for our blog and to find more information about how booking an infant wellness consultation could help you and your little one bond better and meet developmental milestones. And you can also find us on the Instagram at nurturehealthhome. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.